Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's heart truth meets your heart story. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. And this show is a slight adjustment to our regular format as we pause to offer a special series that recognizes the season of Advent. On Mondays, our Take It In episode will unpack a verse of scripture related to the Advent candles of hope, peace, joy, and love. And on Wednesdays, our Live It Out episode will invite you into a conversation with a guest who shares testimony about the transformation they've received as they study the Bible. Advent means coming, and as you await the Christmas Day celebration of Christ's coming, our goal is that these episodes will increase your awareness of the hope, peace, joy, and love offered to you in a relationship with Jesus and stir your desire to connect with those gifts through studying the Bible. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Please know I create this show with you in mind, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today we're going to continue in our Advent series and take it in with John 1511 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And as always, you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And Susie Crosby is in the house again to help us along as we journey through Advent. Merry Christmas season, Susie. Merry Christmas. That sure came fast, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it always does. Yes, ma'am. John 15, 11 in the NLT says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. A little information about the book of John, the gospel of John. It is written by the apostle John. The audience is Jews and believers. The date is AD 80 to 85. It was probably the last of the four gospels written, and it's written in view of what the other three already said. The first three gospels focus more on what Jesus taught and did, and John focuses more on who Jesus is. And so chapter 15, where we're hanging out today, has 27 verses. It is about the departing Jesus teaching his disciples about life in him. We are in the section of relating to each other when Jesus departs and the subsection of Jesus speaking of the extent of his love that they, and may I also add we, as his disciples mm-hmm. are to imitate. So one more time, John 15, 11 from the NLT, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Step one in the step-by-step Bible study method is to choose our word and Susie will get us started off with that. All right. Our word today is joy. And the Which definition is just of- so fun, is it not? Oh, it so, is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. That's my word of the year for 2022. Oh, I love it. it. I wish it could be the, my word of the year every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the definition of joy is, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary anyway, is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune. Or I like this part, by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Mm. Like, that's that's a big one for me, like hoping for something or looking forward to something. There's a lot of joy. I think looking forward to Christmas, anticipating mm-hmm. um, is, that brings joy even before something happens. The prospect yeah. of possessing what one desires or like I say, looking forward. Um, and then another couple of words that are fun, bliss and delight. Hmm. the opposite of joy is misery these are some hard words calamity ill-being sadness and then how's this one wretchedness 
Ugh. Yeah. I'm interested what you think about this. Brene Brown, who you know, I love her stuff so much. She says mm-hmm. that joy, I think she says joy is the most vulnerable emotion. I know she says joy is a vulnerable mm. emotion. And I, she talks about foreboding joy and how sometimes we can like push it because I think, and these are my words, that we're afraid to look foolish for hoping to get the thing we desire. I can't remember how you said that exactly. You said that better than than I just did. But there's this idea that maybe if I don't, want it too much or if I don't Mm -hmm. lean into the right yeah Mm -hmm. and I I do that I know I do that I want to do that less yeah I do that too Mm -hmm. yeah why do we do that because it's scary that's why we're scared we're afraid the other shoe will drop or we'll get our hopes up and we'll be some of those words that you just said right yeah it'll feel like calamity Mm -hmm. uh, then a word in there that probably would belong in that opposite of joy would be disappointed exactly situation we do not want to be disappointed yeah but here's the thing whether we lean into the joy or not if the thing that we want or if we think the thing that we want doesn't happen or the thing we don't want does happen however you want to say that (laughs) we're gonna we can't stop the disappointment right so we think we can't right we can't Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So we're, I, I want to do, I want to do that more and more. I want to be brave and ask God to help me trust that joy is what he wants. It comes from him. It's what mm-hmm. he wants me to have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Step two is to investigate. We start that off. Uh, we divide it in four parts. We started off by comparing our word in other translations. So the Amplify says joy and delight. And the CEV says happy which sometimes we get that happy gets a bad rap sometimes because we think happy is not important, but joy is. I think like in our Christian circle, sometimes mm-hmm. we're like, it doesn't matter if we're happy. But actually a while back, we studied the Hebrew word of blessed and um, blessed. The Hebrew word means happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so there actually is, I think happy related to circumstances. No, that's not what we're striving for. But happy also is an emotion that God very much wants us to have. I believe that with my heart and soul. So CEV simply says happy. The voice says delight and the WE says glad. Those are the extra ones. The other ones that I found. Most of them said joy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Joy Most is really, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it means. So part two of the investigate step is to research the original word. What did you find when you looked into that? Well, the original word comes from the Greek 5479, and the pronunciation for that is hara, hara. Um, and that comes from the Greek 5463, which means to rejoice, to be cheerful, calmly happy. I mm. love that one. To be calmly happy yeah. or well off, uh, and then gladness. So mm-hmm. all those words coming from that Greek language. Um, really kind of help us understand that maybe it's not that always an excited feeling, but like a calmly happy feeling. Yes. Really good. Sometimes. I know. Well, and one, one of the ones that I saw said calm delight and that, that that, the calm in that Mm -hmm. makes it feel peaceful. Yes. I think what I was just saying before about joy and the foreboding joy and kind of the worry around joy, which just sounds so ridiculous when I say it out loud, but it's there that fear of looking foolish or fear of disappointment. Mm-hmm. When I think about joy is actually a calm delight. It is a peaceful surrender to the joy that the Lord wants mm-hmm. us to have. Like actually yes. 
if joy is what you have for me, oh, this makes me crazy about myself. If joy is what you have for me and what you want for me, I'm not going to tell you I don't deserve it. I'm not going to tell you I don't want it. I'm not going to tell you it's too much or too little or too scary or too hard or what. I'm actually just going to surrender to what you have for me. And sometimes that is a joy that overflows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's a peace in that. That word calm is is peaceful to me. Yeah. Yeah. The TDNT says about the original word, it says joy is not just inward. It has a cause and finds expression. It is a disposition of the whole man or woman. Like it has a cause. The cause for my joy is God, right? It finds expression. And that is that it overflows and it's the disposition of it. Like I am joy. Like what would that, like if I just like, if you know, I am joy, I that sounds good. And it is, isn't it interesting that Jesus picked that word, that that emotion or that experience to be what he really wanted to leave us with? Yes. Yes. Because above this, he's talking about like how to live and how to follow him and how to obey uh -huh. him. Right. And he's like, listen, listen, I'm not telling you all this to put something heavy on you. I'm telling you all mm -hmm. this because obedience and surrender to me will bring joy right. It'll bring my joy. You'll be filled with my joy. Your joy will overflow. It's like, so it like makes me excited to think about it. He's like, listen, I am telling you all this because this is the way to have yeah. the very thing that you want and that yes. I want for you. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that that's what he wants for us. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Part three in the investigate step is to read some commentary. I have a couple of notes from the enduring word. The first one says, I think this is like really straight talk. When the disciple fails to abide in the love of Jesus and thereby, and thereby fails to keep his commandments, that disciple will not experience the fullness of joy Jesus promised to those who do abide in his love and obedience. So mm -hmm. here's the thing. It's like black or white. If you don't abide with him, if you don't follow him, if you don't obey him, you will not find joy. You might have, I mean, we all have bursts of like getting what we want, don't you know, right? Yeah. But we will not have this calm delight that is our disposition. Mm -hmm. That just sounds so exciting to me. And then yeah. another thing from the enduring word, the joy of Jesus is not the pleasure of a life of ease. It is the exhilaration of being right with God and consciously walking in his love and care. Like I'm connected to this because I'm connected to you. Yeah. Right. Well, and here's the thing, and I'm learning this in my life right now, is when we really want connection with God, we can try to push the joy or we can try to tell him we don't deserve it, but we actually can't run away from it because he is it. It's yeah. him. So the more of him we have, the more joy we have, even if we're scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, from the enduring word still, God made human beings as he made his other creatures to be happy. They are capable of happiness, just they are in their right element when they are happy. And now that Jesus Christ has come to restore the ruins of the fall, he has to bring back to us the old joy, only it shall be even sweeter and deeper than it could have been if we had never lost it. That's Charles mm. Spurgeon in quoted in Enduring Word. And then from the Bible Knowledge Commentary, it says the purpose of Jesus's teaching that he was talking about, I have told you these things. The purpose of the, I have told you these things is to give man an abundant life, not a joyless existence. The commands for his disciples to obey are for their joy. Mm -hmm. 
because I love you and I want you to have this. I'm going to tell you the way. I'm going to tell you how. Yeah. So Just good. like a loving, a loving parent or a loving caregiver, you know, says, I want you to be happy. I want, I'm giving you these things so you can be happy. Not if you don't, if you do this or you don't do this, you know, there's a couple of little constraints here just to. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me give you the key to unlock this. Yep. Yeah. So good. So part four in the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. So I'm going to read it one more time in the original form. And that is the NLT. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes. Your joy will overflow. How did you rewrite that, Susie? I wrote, everything I have told you is for the purpose of filling your heart with more than you could ever want. I am your source of joy. I am your source of joy. I love that. I love that. Step three is to find the characteristics of God. And of course, I see joy. (laughs) Of course, I see joy (laughs) that it comes from him and it is him. I also see that God is true and trustworthy, that we can place our confidence in knowing our obedience brings us joy or our faith brings us joy, right? Like, because because of our faith, if we have faith in God, it's in Hebrews, right? That says without faith, it is impossible to please God Mm -hmm. because our faith leads to obedience. When we trust him and lean not on our own understanding, but follow in his path, right? When we trust him and follow him and obey him, then we will be in a position to experience that calm delight Mm -hmm. that is him, right? Yeah. So our faith leads to obedience and our obedience leads to joy. And then I also put that he is a guide, that he calls us to obey him and he shows us how to do that. He doesn't just, Mm -hmm. like he says, I've told you these things, but then he also says, but I, I'm leaving you with a helper. I'm giving you a helper yeah. so that you can continually yeah. connect with me and you have a guide and you have a, a, a light for your path and you have a, a refuge, you have a strong tower, you have all these things that we talk about, you know, um, because the Holy Spirit is in us and we're not, we're not just left to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because every single situation we face is not outlined specifically in the Bible, Right. But right. yet <laughs> the Holy Spirit yeah. will put, will intimately guide us through any situation we face. Yeah. 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 Step four in the method is to identify the lie of the enemy. And this just helps us call out the obstacle, the thing that can get in the way. We've talked a little bit about that already, but how did you, how did you call out the lie? The lie that I sometimes tend to believe is that a feeling of sadness or even disappointment is evidence that God is not taking care of me. Yeah. Yeah. That that what I feel might be the absence of joy is the absence of God. And that's not, yeah, it's not true. It's because I'm not really having the absence of joy. I'm just feeling sad, which Mm -hmm. can happen at the same time. You can have joy and sadness at the same time when you have God's kind of joy, but, yeah, but yeah, that first sad feeling, like, where is he? Yes. Why am I sad? <laughs> this isn't supposed to be happening. Yeah. Yes. And do, I like what you were just saying that, because I'm learning something right now about conflicting emotions, sharing space. Do we have a calm delight in our Lord, even when our circumstances bring sadness, grief, 
confusion, some of those things, right. That fill in the blank to some of those things. Like, and do we still maintain that he is a good God with good things for us? He's on our side. He's walking with us. We're not alone. Oh, they, they, those are the things. Meditating on those things bring back that calm delight, even if it doesn't fix whatever it is we wish were fixed. That's why it's so helpful to really study what the words mean in the Greek and the Hebrew, the calm delight. Because mm-hmm. I think we sometimes think, you know, we get confused that joy is like this excitement or this getting what we want. And yeah. that isn't exactly what yeah. was meant when mm-hmm. Jesus said my joy at yeah. home delight is a great way to mm-hmm. kind of picture it. Yeah. So. It does feel peaceful. I go back to that. It just feels really mm-hmm. peaceful to me. Like I can trust the joy, even if the excitement's not there. Yeah. I can trust the joy, even if maybe the happy isn't there. I can trust yeah. the joy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, step five is called, so what, where we, take note, make note of a key takeaway. And I ask myself this question. I kind of wrote it as a question. When I am struggling to have joy, what lie am I believing? Like we were just talking about. And where do I need to check my heart and confess my attempt to make my own decisions or control the narrative? Right. Which isn't like that's Mm -hmm. leaning on my own understanding, which I, you know, where am I leaning on my own understanding? Because my, the absence of calm delight has more to do with my own understanding than it oh, does yeah. with the instructions that Jesus have given me, which are actually quite simple, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I kind of, I think I, I sum it up by saying the lack of joy equals focusing on the wrong things. Like if I'm not experiencing that calm delight, then I'm probably, not that nothing else deserves any kind of attention or credit. That's not what I'm saying. Hard things happen ever. If you're listening, you know, I know all about hard things. Mm -hmm. I know they happen. They happen in my life. They happen in Susie's life. They happen in your life for sure. But really we have the opportunity though, to lift our eyes from the the hard thing and focus our eyes on him and be reminded of his faithfulness. And when we are reminded of his faithfulness and we stand on that, the calm delight will be present. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? A takeaway? Well, mine is kind of a, a visual. This is kind of a a stretch, but I want you to stay with me on this one, Ange. Okay? I'm with you. I trust right. you. So there was a verse that I was reading in relation to joy. And it was in Hebrews. It's also in the Old Testament, but I can't remember where. It says, therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. And that is in reference to Jesus. Mm-hmm. God was anointing him. The as anointing of joy. The, the anointing of joy. Um, the oil of joy. And so I got, I started thinking about oil and joy and what oil does to fabric, what it does, you know, if you get a oil stain when you're cooking on a shirt that you love, it's pretty much ruined. Like I can't, I've tried all the like Dawn dish soap, baking soda stuff to get it out and it, it never really goes away. So I could go on and on and trying to explain this, but I'm just going to say next time you get an oil stain on your shirt and you can't get it out, just remember that it has actually changed the fibers of the fabric. And I'm, I'm going to just assume that the oil of joy that Jesus pours onto us or that God gives to us actually stays with us because it changes us on the inside, no matter what else is going on. We are changed people because we have 
the gift of joy from Jesus, no matter what's going on, no matter what happens, no matter what emotions we really have, we have the inner fibers of our being Mm -hmm. are soaked and anointed in the joy of the Lord. And that, that's going to make me not as upset when I spill oil on my Mm -hmm. clothing, because I, it's going to remind me that oil, the oil of joy is lasting Mm. and it's, it's not something you can just wash, rinse off or fleck away. It's, it gets in there. Yeah. That is so gorgeous. I love that. It's not coming out. It's not coming out. Right. Like, Yeah, you can forbode it. Something on the inside. You can push it. You can be. it's not coming out. Like, and if you, as we work to uh, tap into it more and experience it more and feel it more, um, we'll just know that it's always been in there, right? Like, it's yeah. I mean, I think you're right that we can miss it sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like the gift he's given us the gift. He's not taking it back. Yeah, it's. Right. It's inside yeah. of us. We can also try to quiet the Holy Spirit with different things, right? But it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit isn't still in us, right? Trying to guide us and offering what what is best for us. Yeah. So, so good. Let's, let him pour that oil of joy on you today. I love that <laughs> so much. The oil of joy. I am not going to forget that. That is so great. <laughs> That's a good takeaway, Susie, friend. We'd love to hear your takeaway. If you have one, you can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second. It guarantees you'll receive every episode and it helps the show a great deal. Always a big thank you to the subscribers that are a part of this listening audience. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you. And if someone came to mind as you were listening today, who needs to hear about the oil of joy? So good. I would love if you would share this episode with them. Inviting them into what we're doing here is another great way to support the show. We are nearing the end of our Monday, Wednesday rhythm, friend, but the guest episodes still to come are so rich, and I encourage you to tune in this Wednesday for another conversation with a guest sharing how studying the Bible has transformed her life. Wednesday's episode is with my dear, dear ministry friend, Nikki White, and her story is so powerfully encouraging. I know you will love her. Speaking of people that I love and are very, very dear to me, thank you again for joining me today, Susie. I always love doing these with you. Thank you, Angie, and have a wonderful Christmas. You too, my friend. And thank you, friend, for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.